And we're back. Motivology. Uh, got a very special episode, so uh, we're excited to get into it with you guys today. Chubbs here. Polly, how's it going? What's going on, Chubbs? I'm here. I'm ready. Yeah. Are you uh, Are you excited about this one as I am? I'm very excited. Yeah. I am, I'm really, truly excited. We, we have a guest on today. It's going to be our yeah. first ever guest, and yeah. uh, I'm excited. I think I'm going to learn quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, if you want to talk a little bit about our guest... Yeah, no. So it's our first ever guest on the Motivology podcast, so we're uh, pretty excited about that. And it's uh, we chose a special one for you today. Uh, this is actually she's a professional race car driver, and yeah, I love I actually, it. I, I, I love it. And you didn't mishear me. I said she. So we're uh, very excited. And these are the kind of people we look for on the show Motivology to have on. So we are very excited to have her. And just a few of her accomplishments I want to list here. Um, she was the Pro Truck Series champion in 2016, the Sportsman Series Rookie of the Year in 2018, as well as the Sportsman Series champion. So it looks like she won that as a rookie. Unreal. And she was the Female Athlete of the Year for the City of Prince Albert, which which is a quick shout out for me because that's where I'm from. Yeah, a quick plug for Western Pr- Canada there. Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. So yeah, Female Athlete of the Year, 2018. And she was actually a keynote speaker at BPW Regina Careers Unlimited. So she actually does a little bit of speaking. And most recently, and probably most exciting, she actually finished, I believe it was 12th in her first NASCAR Pinty Series race. And she became the actually, actually the 10th female to race as well in the NASCAR Pinty Series. So from what I know, I'm not a NASCAR expert, but from what I know, I believe the Pinty Series is like a top-level NASCAR series for Canada. Yeah. So a lot of Canadian listeners or even American listeners, I know they're pretty crazy about NASCAR down here as oh, well, yeah. right? Down so south uh, especially. Yeah, maybe you've heard of her. Her name is Chantel Kalika, and we're going to, yeah, we're going to call her in right now. Yeah, we're excited about this one. Hey, Chantel, how's it going? It's uh, Chubbs and Polly here for Motivology. Yeah, you better. Yeah, really doing happy good. to have you. So, how are you doing, Chantel? It's Polly. It's really good to meet you. We're excited to have you. Yeah, I was, I was telling Polly all yeah. about you. I'm pretty excited because you're from my hometown there, so we're uh, we're pretty excited to have you. Yeah, you got quite the rap sheet there. Yeah. Wow, we're we, pretty impressed. Yeah. We introduced you to the <laughs> listeners already. Perfect. So, yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, first, I mean, we just want to get into how did you become involved in racing? Um, well, I mean, it's always been something that's been part of my family. Um, my dad actually raced for the past 29 years. Um, so he was racing even before I came into the picture and, uh, and, uh, we've just kind of continued it. And as I've come up and, and started to get behind the wheel of the car and, and, uh, kind of take that driver's seat, uh, he's kind of stepped back and, um, become my crew chief and stuff like that kind of along the way. So kind of the progression has happened over the years, but, uh, yeah, we've uh, definitely been doing it for the last 29 years now. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not, we're not very close friends, so I'm not very familiar with your family. Uh, do you have any brothers or sisters? I don't actually. I, or I, I do. I have a sister. I don't have any brothers. <laughs> Just um, forgot about it there for a second, but, but you yeah, remember it. I got caught up on a brother's part. Uh, I don't have any brothers, but I do have a sister um, who's older than me. Actually, she's two years older than me. So. Okay, nice. So, yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, that makes sense. That's, uh, and it's kind of, this is something you guys do with your dad. Does your sister do it as well? 
She doesn't. No, okay. uh, so she's actually never raced. Back in the day um, when my dad had to still race, um, she had actually spotted for him. So um, kind of a little back background for racing. Um, we actually have spotters who will spot for us, um, tell us if it's clear where their other cars are on the track, that kind of situation. Okay. Um, and they help us navigate it through. So when you're strapped into the race car, um, you aren't able to actually see what's around you. You can't shoulder check and uh, you're strapped in. So in order for us to get through a race, um, we do have spotters. So my sister used to do that for my dad. Um, you know, it's obviously always been a really big part of my life. Um, I crew chief for my dad. So, okay, you yeah, know, that's uh, awesome. No. Yeah, like you're, that. you're yeah. going, yeah, sorry, sorry to cut you off. You're going to have to explain a lot about uh, the racing world to us <laughs> because we're, we're hockey players. So we're, uh, we might not be the smartest in that su- subject. Yeah, I'm excited to learn Completely though. Completely different world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a different world. But Polly and I, we're both very excited to learn. So it, yeah, when, when did you uh, think it would be like a big part of your life or when did you realize that it would be? Um, you know what, I, obviously, like I say, it's always been a big part of my life, but, uh, I think the turning point was, you know, when I was 22, um, I realized that I needed to focus on it and, you know, I could miss events and it would be okay. And, um, I didn't have to go to every single thing with all of my friends. And I know I was kind of old enough at that point in time too, to go out and speak to the sponsors and market myself and kind of get in more involved in actually running our team, um, as a business. And obviously that wasn't by myself. I've always had help. So my mom will help us on like the kind of the PR and the book side of things. Uh, my dad and I do all the work on the cars. So getting them actually mechanically ready for the races and stuff. Okay. But um, my biggest turning point was definitely at that kind of age where all of your friends are like, let's go do this. And I'm like, okay, I need to decide here. What do I actually want to do? And, and, uh, that was the path that I chose. Yeah, no, that's actually perfect. Uh, on this show, we talk a lot about mm-hmm. making sacrifices towards like dreams and goals, right? Cause a lot of people don't want to make those sacrifices. And I like, I like that you actually touched on that mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. Chantel, if you don't mind, yeah, what, you know, what, what do you think when well, you said uh, 22 years old, you started this, what, what do you think changed in your mindset versus maybe when you were a little younger, what, what was the turning point that you maybe had to, you started to cut some of those extra things out or hanging out with friends? What, what was the spark there? Do you think? Um, I mean, I think having like the support from my parents and stuff and, um, I think it was honestly the biggest thing that got me to switch the flip, or flip the switch in my mind was I was trying to be involved in so many different things. And I was doing those things half-assed, to be honest with you. And it was whether it was playing on a ball team and racing and trying to do it all. And you always want to do it all. But at the end of the day, if you want to be really good at something, you have to invest the time. And that was where I had to decide, you know, I'm going to invest my time and I really want this to work out. And, And now I look at it and, I mean, obviously that was seven years ago, so. Yeah, no, that's perfect. We uh, we actually haven't released this episode yet, but we have a full episode that's on obsession and how a lot of the time it has okay. a negative connotation to people, right? But if you actually want to be great at something, that's actually, it's it can be actually a very good thing, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. So yeah, no, that's awesome. We're really happy you said that. Um, yeah, no. So how long have you been actually driving professionally for then? So I got behind the wheel when I was 20, um, and I'm 29 now. So this is my ninth year uh, racing. And then in the NASCAR Pinty Series, um, so I obviously run a local program, and that's kind of how I got my start and stuff at Lion Group Raceway in Saskatoon. Yep. Uh, and then in the NASCAR Pinty Series, this will be my second year. Okay, and so that's nice. all on a national level. Yeah. yeah, that's very exciting. And you said you actually already had a race this year. Is that correct? I did, yeah. we. Uh, I've, I've actually only ever raced 
So NASCAR Pinty Series is uh, based kind of in Ontario, and then they race across Canada. Um, so Quebec, they race in Ontario, they race in uh, Saskatoon. And so they do a Western swing every year. And so last year we entered into uh, the Western swing, which is Saskatoon and Edmonton. And this year uh, we expanded our program and we actually added in a race uh, in Ontario in June and we'll have another one in September. And so um, pretty exciting for us to, to get out there. And that was in June uh, of this year. Okay, awesome. And you said That's you actually cool. finished 12th in that one, right? Was that correct? I did, yeah. Yeah, that was very exciting for us. Um, we, we're kind of we're kind of in that mid-pack range um, right now, um, just kind of with our funding team that we have. And um, for us to be able to finish 12th um, was a huge feather in our cap and a huge accomplishment for sure. Yeah, no, that's awesome yeah, that's for really sure. Cool. Really, uh, congrats on that. Yeah, for sure. Thank and you, you said you do have another race in September out in Ontario here? Yeah, we're going to head out there. Um, so that's actually going to be uh, on the meet of September. And that's actually going to be their point final. So uh, first will fly, I'm sure. And uh, it's a night race, so we're excited for that. Okay, that'll be awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, maybe since, you, since you've been driving for a while now, maybe if we could just talk about some adversities that you have faced maybe in the in the world. I mean, I know the sport is quite dominated by men. And as you're the 10th, mm-hmm. actually the 10th woman to enter the Pinty series, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what, just what's so it like actually, to compete in a sport like that? Like how's the, how's the welcoming? Is it, is it good or is it, is it getting better or how do you feel about that? Um, well, you know, I mean, racing is like any sport. There's so many ups and downs that you can go with or have happened to you. Like one minute you're riding this really big high and then the next minute uh, anything can change that. So, um, I mean, myself, I've, I've wrecked race cars. I've, I've lost friends over it. I've doubted myself if I could do it. Um, but I mean, it's also how you, you pick yourself up, how you make it through those times. And, um, it's obviously makes you stronger to go through those times. And I mean, I've gone through it. Somebody is always going to tell me that. I can't somebody's always going to say that I'm so lucky and I think that's one of the biggest things that I dislike about um you know the sport that I'm in and how hard I do work is people take it and they flip it and say well you're so lucky and um I guess the biggest thing is is that people have to understand that you know everyone has a choice and you you make your own luck um and and when you put the hard work in that's when you get the you know, the reap the rewards and the benefits and everything like that. And so you have to take the good, the bad, and the ugly, and then you have to grow from there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. It's really well said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have like a personal philosophy on dealing with ups and downs? Like I know in hockey, we always say like never too high, never too low. Do you have anything like that? Um, I don't have a saying per se. I mean, I think, you know, surrounding yourself with the people who can pick you up in those bad times. And um, my dad's always been that person for me, to be honest with you. Um, him and I spend a lot of the time together in the shop. And, and that's another side. People see the excitement of everything at the track. But the biggest thing, too, is getting those cars ready to get to the track. And um, I, I think, yeah, he, he's definitely my biggest supporter. And he's the person that can always pick me up. And um, I've definitely had my fair share of lows, for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, no, um, Like good. I said, it's, have, yeah. I think you always take those bad moments and obviously push it. And, and just like you guys in hockey, I mean, you have bad nights or something like that and it makes you want to go back for more right yeah absolutely no that's great um yeah it's just i mean yeah i really like your philosophy on it and and you touched on a little bit there about how people don't realize all the work you do behind the scenes right like i imagine 95 percent of the work is nobody nobody's cheering you on you know yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest things. Like, we spend countless hours in the shop just to get ready to go to the racetrack, and we spend one day at the racetrack, but 
he spent two weeks preparing just to get to that race event. So, uh, and that's, that sometimes doesn't even mean just fixing the cars, um, and, and then worrying about setup later. So like I say, anything can happen. Um, so you're going to take those between each race days, but, um, yeah, the, the amount of hours that are spent in the shop is, is insane. Yeah, no, that's great. We really like to show that because a lot of time, and we, we talk about it in the sense of kind of like a finished product with a movie, right? And these actors are going through mm. like months of work just to have this finished product of a movie. But the the only thing we see is that finished product. And we just think this person yeah. is so great naturally, you know, but it's it's actually hours and hours of hard work. It is. And I mean, obviously at our level too, I mean, when you get up to like the NASCAR level in the States, I mean, they have eight people that are doing that. <laughs> and so, uh, when you go to work and you work your regular job, uh, and then after hours you're going to the shop and you're you're putting in, you know, five more hours onto your day just to, to get um, everything completed and Saturdays and evenings and weekends and stuff like that, uh, it all adds up for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I imagine a lot of people say like, Oh, they wish they could do what you do, but they don't actually see like they if you if you actually <laughs> lived in your shoes, you know, they might have a little bit different answer, yeah. right? <laughs> With all I the think, hard work I think you're putting in. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's we feel that same that. way. So it's just yeah, really getting that message out there we're excited uh maybe let's get into the driving a little bit is there what what kind of physical training is there involved like kind of pre-race or what what do you do to prepare yourself physically for the driving um for myself um i mean i try to be active as much as i can I, i've recently actually taken a spin class and holy man if you guys have never done that go get your ass kicked at that <laughs> it is an insane workout um but i i try to do that um you know my schedule between work and, and hitting the shop to, to fix the car and stuff won't really amount uh, to allow me that much time in the gym. Um, but always trying to stay active. And honestly, one of the biggest things too is when you're working on the race cars, it's physically active too, right? So um, a lot of that is, is keeping our bodies in check and stuff there. Um, I would say right before the race days, um, you know, drinking your waters and stuff like that just to make sure that you're fully hydrated. Yeah. Okay. So just, yeah, same thing most athletes do to be fair. Yeah. Chantel, mm-hmm. I, I got a quick question about, so when you're actually in a race, do you, yeah. obviously there's a lot of stuff going on out there. I mean, I can't even imagine. And do you find that like you get, have you had instances where maybe you get uh, your emotions get too high, maybe um, <laughs> something like that? Or, or how do you handle that yeah. when you're, you know, obviously there's a lot of blood flowing and I'm sure in certain instances. Yeah. Is there, is there road rage on the track? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there definitely is. Uh, I'm I'm a theatrical driver, to be honest with you. I uh, I'm pretty calm when I'm meeting and talking with people, but uh, behind the wheel, if if something happens, uh, I I've been known to be a little bit theatrical. But uh, for the most part, honestly, when you're when you're in the heat of the moment, um, it's not really something that you're thinking about. There's many things that are happening full past in front of you, and you're trying to decide what lane to pick and where to get your marks and that kind of thing. Um, so it's a little bit different, but, um, yeah, you definitely, even after you're hashing out everything actually, uh, you definitely overanalyze everything and think about everything or you under caution and you're, you're talking back to your crew. And, uh, like I said, I've known, been known to be in a little bit uh, theatrical there from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's good stuff. Uh, maybe, I guess we kind of skipped over this, but, uh, what, uh, what kind of mental preparation do you do before the race? Like, like when does that begin? Does it begin like the morning of the race or does it begin like days before? Um, you know what? I mean, like I say, kind of with my schedule, I've been really, really busy that, you know, having that mental prep day isn't there. Um, I mean, we always do the same different things and I kind of my routine on race day, um, 
you know, my routine of getting up in the morning and I always have to listen to some songs before I get to the snack and that kind of thing. I have that kind of routine uh, and mental preparation. Uh, and then I guess my other preparation would just be, you know, when I'm getting suited up and getting ready, um, I put on my, the same way and put on my socks the same way and my left shoe has to go on first. So I'm sure every little uh, has those same things, but uh, that's kind of my, my little routine for sure. Yeah, no. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That's definitely, that's definitely a hockey thing yeah, as well. Yeah, so we can, superstitions, yeah. we can relate to that one and we're both goalies. So yeah, yeah. we're uh, usually extra superstitious there. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows we're crazy. So yeah, no, that, that's, that's great stuff. We were good to, yeah. Good to know we're not crazy kind of, <laughs> hopefully. So no, You're what about, alone, what yeah. about, yeah. What about like after a race? What, what's it like after a race? Cause is it, are you like, do you have a lot of energy or are you exhausted? How, how is that? And how long are most of the races? Um, so in our local program, um, they're, they're not as long as what the NASCAR Pindy series would be. Um, so in the NASCAR Pindy series, the race, um, that was in Jukasa, um, that was, there, was a, a lengthier race. We have one here that are 125 and then the one in Edmonton is actually 300 laps. Um, and so it, it gets exhausting in the car. I remember actually my first time ever racing out in Edmonton. Um, it's just kind of this little bull ring track and, uh, they had to actually help me out of the car. I was, I was so exhausted and okay. it was so hot that day. Um, so I mean, when you get out, um, you're kind of, your adrenaline's pumping and you're, you're excited about everything or you're mad about everything. It depends, but, um, you have all that adrenaline that's going and then, you know, you're, body starts to kind of get the best of you and your exhaustion starts to get the best of you but um yeah i think for the most part um you, you're kind of a little bit tired but you're still running off in the high of what you just actually accomplished okay yeah that's fair enough i imagine you might be a little bit less tired if you win right yeah Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how we all are. It's everything, everything's so mental in life. You so forget about everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So no, that makes a lot so, of sense. So dehydration be, can be quite an issue then in, in your sport. Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah, you guys, like are I, you, you obviously must have like drinks in your car, right? Somehow. We do. Yeah. We all have water bottles that are built in and actually I have a blower motor that actually gets hooked up to my helmet so I can get fresh air blowing through my helmet, um, which is actually really good. But in that race in Edmonton, um, actually within eight laps, my blower motor had fell off of my helmet. Um, so I actually didn't have any air circulation coming through my helmet. So, um, I, I did that whole race, uh, without anything, but like you say, you still have water and stuff like that through it. And, And at the moment in time, I don't really notice it. Um, but when you, when you finish the race, it definitely gets you. Okay. Yeah. And no, all that makes a lot of sense. Um, wh- mm-hmm. what kind of other goals do you have in racing? Like where, where do you want to go from here? You know what? I mean, I'm at a really good place. I, I just came off of a year where I got into the NASCAR Pinty series. I had all that hype. I ended up actually winning, uh, or being named female athlete of the year for Prince Albert. Um, I won the championship. I became a rookie of the year in the sportsman division at wine group raceway. So it's like, I look back at that and I'm like, I'm like, Holy crap. I accomplished so much in one year. How do I top that? Um, and I guess I, you know, I always have to wonder what's next. And, um, for me, I think right now it is still continuing on that endeavor and focusing on the NASCAR Pinty series and, and, you know, looking at it and saying last year we had three race events, this year we have five. And being able to expand that program is a huge goal in itself um, and it's a huge accomplishment in itself. So um, I think, like I say, I'm, I'm in a good place right now and I'd like to focus more on, 
you know, where I'm finishing in those races um, and what I'm able to accomplish in those races. Um, that's going to be my biggest uh, goal as I head into this year. Okay. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, yeah, I think a lot mm-hmm. of people, I mean, I just wanted to, I think a lot of people let fear kind of dictate what they do. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think like what mm-hmm. you're saying is like, when you look back, you, you've kind of accomplished things that maybe you didn't think was possible. Right. But, but you didn't let fear stop you. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I have to look back too. And I mean, even in this off season, I wondered, you know, the fear set in of how do I accomplish this? So how do you move forward and top what you just did last year? So that fear also set in, yeah. um, I, However, I think it's just if important you let that fear obviously get the best of you. You're yeah, not gonna I think get it's just important right? for people to realize that all people have these same fears, you know? Yeah, it's not just mm-hmm. them, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, cuz a lot of people look at fear in the way of like am I supposed to do this? And they'll quit because of the fear, right? But it's kind of just something mm-hmm. you have to accept is always going to be there and just kind of deal with it best you can and hope for the best, right? And obviously work your ass off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And it goes back to the adversity thing, right? I mean, everybody's always going to face those difficulties. And whether it's fear, whether it's an obstacle that's in your way, um, it is how you overcome that. And knowing that those that are around you that are, are succeeding um, have, have gone through those adversities too. Yeah, no, that's great stuff. Um, what would you, maybe just to finish up here, what would you like to say to others just about goal setting and stuff like that? Um, you know, I mean, obviously to, to go after what you, you want and, um, you know, go after it. So never be partially into something. Um, you know, you have to invest the time, you have to put that time in. And if you're ever on the fence or you're partially in one foot in one foot out, um, you, you got to fully jump in and, you know, surround yourself with those that support you and, um, never let somebody tell you that you can't. And if somebody does tell you that you can't, I mean, I've been told no multiple times by people for sponsorship and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, no also makes you strive harder and it makes small goals and it makes you want to go on and get the next thing and, and continue to move on and continue to get better. So use those um, to obviously drive you and propel you into the direction that you want to go, but um, make sure that you surround yourself because you can't do it alone. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fantastic message. We uh, yeah. Sometimes we talk about in the show, uh, letting no excite you, right? It's kind of, yeah. a lot of people kind of mm-hmm. get turned off by it but it's actually something that if you look at it a different way it kind of excite you right like yeah. it's kind of like no but i'll show you right exactly yeah yeah no so that's great uh maybe last thing here when can we or when and where are your upcoming races do you know i just offhand yeah, sorry to put you on lot. the spot i no 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 i've got a lot actually coming up um july is actually my biggest kind of push here um we actually just finished racing july 6th at wine group raceway and we'll be back there again so nascar is going to be in saskatoon and they've actually um, done it around a two two day event so they're going to be racing on the 23rd in my truck and then i'll be racing in the nascar pinty series july 24th and then july 27th uh, the nascar pinty series will be heading back to edmonton and then i'll be in september uh, back in jacasa um, in ontario so um the exciting thing is obviously my local program racing uh which is in saskatoon That's always just at the track. Uh, but the NASCAR Pinty Series races, they've actually done something new this year where all of the races are actually live streamed. Uh, so you can watch it on the TSN app or on Fans Choice TV. Uh, okay. And so all of that is a live feed of that of that event. And then they actually do a televised um, event typically about a week after, and that's on TSN. So. Okay, yeah, no, that's awesome. perfect. Thanks for the information. We're uh, we're excited to see how your yeah. finishes are, and we'll uh, we'll try and tune in there if we can. We're yeah, we're excited we're to know watching. somebody. Yeah. Excited to know <laughs> somebody in the good. car. It's pretty cool. We're we're fanboys <laughs> right now. Yeah, for for somebody. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. Thank that's you so cool. much thank for you guys out here. very much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming yeah, on. Thank you, Chantel. It's great meeting you. Take care. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. What a that was a great message. Yeah. That I went mean, along with a lot of the stuff, and we didn't even we didn't even pre yeah we didn't yeah. do any of that. No. I mean, I, honestly, listeners, I, I've never met Chantel. I've never even talked to her before this. Uh, unbelievable message that she had. Yeah, it was pretty fantastic. I mean, she even touched on the obsession stuff, which I feel like I thought was actually a little bit intense for a lot of people, but you can you can strongly hear her message there of you need to have both feet in if you're going to accomplish something. Yeah, she was very clear, and that was a turning point, obviously, in her career. Yeah. Uh, and, and we've talked about this before, being able to say no. Yeah. Say no to your friends or, you know, you have a, if you have a path that you want to you want to strive towards, or you want to go down, uh, you're going to have to say, is this facilitating those those goals or is this pulling me away from those goals? And, and she made very clear that she made that connection around the 22 age. Yeah. And she started to say no. Yeah. And I'm sure it wasn't particularly easy for her at first, but no. she had to go through it. Yeah, not at all. And it's just something you have to do. And it's nothing against your friends, but it's if you want to actually accomplish things, you can't make everybody happy. Right. No, exactly. It's impossible. Yeah. We've talked about if you're living life to make everybody happy all the time, it's an awesome way to get to mediocrity. Yeah, absolutely. No. And then uh, she touched on just kind of fear and adversity there a little bit and obviously not letting your fears stop you. Right. So it's uh, the things that you accomplish. And I mean, a lot of people think the fear is out there and, and they let it control them. And it's something that we can't do. It's something we talk about on Motivology. And it's just if you can just understand that everybody is having these same fears. Like even these elite level athletes, everybody is having these same fears and it's just challenging yourself to overcome them. And I mean, that that's what makes life worth living as well. Oh, for sure. One thing I, I want to make a point of, did you guys notice that when we asked her, like, how are you the 10th woman to be in the Pinty series? You know, how are you the, the female or the athlete of the year, female athlete of the year, right? And, and Prince Albert, like, how are you able to do these? Do you notice she never talked about her natural ability? Yeah. She never talked about her talent. Yeah. It I mean, was she, it was never kind of like, oh yeah, I, I just kind of happened. Yeah. Or I was like, I have, I was built for this, or you know, no. She talked about the work she put in. Yeah. I mean, how many times throughout that interview did she say, you know, the work we put in, building the car, building the car, you yeah. know, getting with my dad, and you know, getting with my team. Yeah, absolutely. I was exhausted just listening to it. So it's uh, yeah. it's great just for the listeners to hear that, I think. And you just have to understand that everything that you're seeing is a finished product and all the hard work is done behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, I, she she does a sport where you're in a car sitting, driving, and she talked about, you know, the fitness that she does and yeah. the intense spin classes that she does. And yeah. and uh, to be honest, I think she's being a little humble. It sounded pretty, like, a, like pretty tough workout she was doing. So she understands like the... I can tell just by listening to her, she understands the, the importance of physical health yeah. and how that relates and translates to mental health and yeah. her energy level to go through these rigorous hours of building the car and preparing for the race after race, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, no, it was a great message she had. And then at the end there, she's talked a little bit about just always setting goals. And I mean, obviously you need to continue on and it's never good enough, right? So you're always kind of striving for more. And I think that's important for people to give them the energy and motivation to work toward, like put the work in, right? Yeah. One, one thing I was actually captivated by is at the end when Chubbs asked her that question uh, about like fears or being told no, yeah. you know, she made it very clear that when she heard no and she's heard it a million times, yeah. it excited her. Yeah. Like it made her want it more. It drove her. Yeah. So like everyone, everyone out there listening, myself included, Chubbs included, we've been told no many times in our lives. Yes. So it's a, it's a change in focus. Yeah. How do I hear this? No. Yeah. Do I do it? Does it pull me back? And I mean, 
you hear stories all the time about people that have reached pin, like the pinnacle of their, you know, their field or their sport. I mean, they have to endure so much adversity. Yeah, everybody's been told no. I mean, and I think if you can look at it in that way to let it excite you and really kind of get your mind wrapped around that, because I feel like it's not a common belief that most people have. And maybe if you're listening out there right now, it's something that you're kind of confused about, but it's something that you can actually change in your mind. And if you can make that change, you're going to see some serious results. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows this story. What what if Michael Jordan was deterred by getting cut from his high school basketball team? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he wouldn't be arguably the best of all time, right? So uh, obviously that's a very well-known story, but I, I'm seeing a pattern with these these people that have achieved a lot. And obviously, I mean, let's be honest, she's in a sport where it's dominated by men. Yeah. I mean, there's it's a tough thing to get into, especially as a woman. Yeah. And, I mean, she talked about the rigorous hours and preparation and, and then uh, fortuitiveness and, and telling her friends, no, I can't. Yeah. That, I mean, that takes a lot of discipline. Yeah. No. And I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised in the least the, in the amount of work she said that she puts in because if she came on and said like, oh yeah, you know, it's all been real easy. I would have been like, wait, what? That's not, Wouldn't that doesn't sense. make sense. No, I, I would have been very confused. So yeah, I was just very happy about her message. Very to have her, very happy to have her on. And yeah, no, hopefully we can, you can take something from this message yeah, as well. Fantastic person. We were really excited to have her. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, just think of the answers, reflect on them and then do like we say every episode, look in the mirror. Yeah. And what's, what's holding you back? Yeah. Is it, is it the people in your life? Maybe. Do you have a goal that you maybe for three years you've been talking about, but you know, your friend group maybe is pulling you a different direction and it's, it's going to hurt guys. It might hurt to say, no, Hey, I can't go to the bar with you. I can't go do this with you. But I mean, you heard it from Chantel. Like she wouldn't be inspiring people all across Canada and the U S yeah. Sometimes there's a bigger picture. hundred percent. So yeah, no, hopefully you can take something from this message. We know we did. And yeah, I just, uh, thanks for having us again. I actually want to say this time, if you could hit that subscribe button, I'd be real happy. So if you can yeah, do that, subscribe, <laughs> you know, we got a lot more guests coming on in yeah. the future here and uh, a lot more great information. Yeah. So, uh, if you like Chantel's message for sure, yeah, and maybe, follow her. Yeah. And maybe you can share this with somebody in your life that you think is going through some stuff. So it's yeah, a good message. Yeah. We're happy to have you guys. We'll see you on the next one. Yeah. Take her easy.